declutter takes up so much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph Maguire, and the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast is here for the nature freaks and freaks of nature who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life. I'm on a mission to help you be surrounded by the things that you love and to let go of the things that you don't. I'm all about creating simplicity, sustainability and joy in your home so that you can live a life closer to your full potential. I am literally so excited about this episode because it's actually way more than an episode. It's part of a three-part value pack that I've created for you to simplify Christmas this year. There is this podcast episode being in audio format, so you can listen to all my info, tips, advice, and all that, but I don't want you to just listen and forget. So I've created a PDF Christmas mini ebook with a written version of all of this that you can look back on and actually implement. And the best part that I'm most excited about is that I've created a project management tool for you to plan out and execute a simple and sustainable Christmas without the stress. I'm giving this to you in the form of a Trello template. If you don't have Trello, it is a free and user-friendly project management software app sort of thing, like a robust to-do list. On this project board, you'll have everything laid out to sit down and easily plan out your holidays with the planet in mind. There are sections to plan decorations, activities, attending and hosting events, food, as well as a present planner where you can make a list, write notes of present ideas that you have for different people and tick off the presents that you've done and then wrapped. There are sections to plan out your shopping trips you'll be taking and more. This Trello board is your hub for all the festive planning and execution that you'll be doing. It's laid out in a template that you can just go through and adapt it all to how you're deciding to do Christmas. To download that and the Christmas mini ebook, there's a link in the description of this episode. And I'm so happy to be sharing this with you for free, helping you take the stress out of what should be a joyful time of year. So what's not so jolly about Christmas? Putting the good about Christmas aside for the moment, let's talk about the bad and the ugly. I've got a bunch of statistics here, and I'm just going to read them out to get right into it. Waste increases by about 30% at Christmas time. Australians use more than 150 kilometres of wrapping paper during Christmas, enough to wrap around the Earth's equator not just once, but nearly four times. 90% of Aussies discard over 25% of their food during the festive period. And I know based on the general waste culture in Australians, majority of people would be sending that food waste to landfill. And if you don't already know why that's a big deal, I could make a whole podcast episode entirely on the topic of why food waste in landfill is a problem. So I'll just leave it at that. I've also got some statistics related to excess stuff on Christmas. 86% of Aussies find Christmas puts a strain on their finances, with buying Christmas gifts reported as the major cause. Australians now collectively spend around $11 billion a year on Christmas gifts, and Aussies receive over 2 million unwanted gifts at Christmas time. Basically, 
Basically, most people are spending beyond their needs to buy presents for people because it's Christmas and a bunch of those presents aren't even useful to the receiver. On top of that, so many on top of that, so many people find Christmas a stressful time of year. There's so much pressure in our society to go all out with decorations, presents, food, 101 gatherings, all of the things. So I'm no Grinch. I'm not going to basically tell you that Christmas is unnecessary, bad, and you should just boycott it. You can actually create a holiday season that serves and adds to your family's life rather than adding more stress to it. I actually do love Christmas. I love that it brings people together in the spirit of celebration. It's a really cool way to end the year. I love a theme. If you've ever been to any party of mine, you'll know that. So Christmas is cool because everyone's like getting into the theme of it somewhat. You know the cheer in the air on the few days before Christmas where everywhere you go, people are more generous and caring to strangers and they care about coming together with their loved ones more than they do in other times of the year. Of course, I believe that all year should be like this and we don't need a holiday to make this happen. But there is a holiday that is making it happen, so I'm all for that. I'm going to spend the rest of this episode going into how you can actually be more intentional with how you do Christmas this year, reducing stress, waste, and clutter. And this content here is way more than just a podcast episode on the topic. I have a free downloadable guide that I mentioned in the PDF format, and so you can listen to this, learn ex- exactly how to have a more eco-minimalist Christmas, refer back to the guide to kind of see it all laid out visually, and then use the PDF Trello template to actually plan out how you personally are going to do that. I'm excited. Let's get into the good stuff. How minimalism and sustainability can be practiced during a holiday season or the holiday season, the end of the year, Christmas time. Before planning anything for the season, reflect on what this time of year means for you. For me, it's about family, end of year celebrations. I do love the spirit of giving to an extent. I love that there's focus on making it fun for kids and I like the nostalgia too. Reflect on what you don't like about Christmas too. I don't like the ultra-consumerist pressures, the pressures that pack crowds into shopping centres for people to buy shit they probably won't even use. I'm not a fan of the mindless going along with traditions because they're traditions, not because they actually feel good. And when you know what you like and don't like about Christmas, then you can set your intentions for what you want this Christmas to feel like. Maybe you want to spend a bunch of time with all your loved ones and be social. Maybe you want to take it easy, only going to gatherings that you actually really want to be at and truly having a break. Maybe you want to feel festive, doing lots of baking and crafts with your kids, and maybe you find Christmas annoying and just want to catch up with your family at the gatherings, but more or less just ditch Christmas in your home. Being clear about your values related to Christmas and setting your intent is not about deciding how it's going to be and creating rules for yourself, how the holidays are exactly going to plan out. It's just about bringing awareness to what does add value to your experience so that you can be ready to make any upcoming decisions in accordance with your values. You can unsubscribe from the cultural norm and create your reality. So assuming the reality that you want to create is a sustainable and minimalistic one this Christmas, let's go through all of the different aspects of letting that happen. The beginning of the season calls for decorations. Or not. If you feel the call to deck the halls, deck away. If you don't, it doesn't really matter. 
The most minimal and low waste option is obviously not getting decorations, but you might still enjoy some, like me. Using what you already have is fantastic. But if you are looking to acquire decorations, you can buy secondhand. All of my decorations were bought from the op shop at probably like 80% off retail price. You can search Facebook Marketplace too. There's always people upgrading to new fancier decorations and selling their old ones. And you could also DIY some decorations from natural or recycled materials. That might sound a bit complicated, but there's actually so many ideas on Pinterest and other places on the internet. Things you can do with pine cones and even using like baking supplies from your pantry to make ornaments. If you're on a larger budget for decorations, you could invest in purchasing some eco-friendly decorations too. And the also important Christmas tree. Or not so important. Or not so important. Plastic trees are destined for landfill. If you already have one, then the most sustainable thing you can do is keep on using it or give it to someone else who will. There are many alternatives to this too. I've spent the last six, seven years in like a dozen different homes, including tiny homes. So I have not stored things to use for only once a year. Some years I didn't have a Christmas tree and others I got one from the op shop and donated it back after New Year's. I had a I've had a miniature tabletop tree before and now that I'm a mom and I have I guess settled down a little bit I can keep Christmas stuff in my garage. My Christmas tree I keep outside. A few years ago my mom whose home is attached to my home brought us a living Christmas tree in a pot. It's just a little baby and hasn't really grown much since we've had it either but we'll be using this tree as our Christmas tree for many years to come. We'll keep it potted in the backyard and water it with the rest of the garden and then in December bring it inside and decorate it. When we have our own land then we can plant it and it can grow into a big pine tree. A note on living trees. If you want one get an actual living tree. Not a recently murdered tree that still looks alive. (laughs) When people buy a real tree it's usually from a Christmas tree plantation that will grow these trees for a few years, chop them off at their base and then you can take it home. After Christmas, most of these trees are just taken to the dump. They do look amazing. They're lush and green and full of natural beauty, but truly better off staying in the ground. So do look into potted options, even if they're not as big and lush. And if you do end up getting a like cut down real tree, make sure that it's getting sent off somewhere where it's going back to the land and just decomposing naturally and not going into like a legit landfill. Just something to look into because a big Christmas tree is actually a lot of biomass and that in amongst plastic and other random landfill is not a good idea for gases and emissions and stuff. Okay, moving on to traditions. I'm not a big fan of traditions for the sake of keeping up the tradition out of cultural obligation. Tradition for the sake of fun though, I am all for. I want to give you permission to opt out of Christmas traditions or you can bend traditional practices to work for you. If grandma wants to have a picture of your kids with Santa every year, but your kid feels traumatized when forced to sit on a weird old man's lap at the shopping center, maybe just round up the kids under a Christmas tree and take a nice photo, chucking it in a frame that reads Christmas 2022. Side note, fun fact about me, I used to be an elf, like a Christmas elf from the North Pole. I worked at the Maya Center where I was basically paid to be a human prop for Santa Land. 
It was very interesting experience and is definitely the most unique job I've ever had. Close second is being paid to organize people's underwear drawers, which is part of my current career. End of fun fact. Some other traditions come with waste and clutter. Christmas bonbons, for example, or Christmas crackers, whatever you want to call them. The packaging on the bonbon itself, the stupid plastic toys that no one ever likes. You can buy eco Christmas crackers for a real pretty penny, or you can even make your own out of like toilet rolls and some brown paper and you can you can like google or pinterest how to make your own but if you want to put in the time you can definitely do that or you could just not or you could just not do it the type of minimalism that i promote is all about letting go of what doesn't serve you and that can include traditions as well you can even treat events in the same way too make a list of all the christmas events that you're invited to or want to attend From that, you can discuss with your family and see how you feel about going to all of them. Christmas time can very easily go from what looks like a great amount of time off work, having a break, to becoming an exhausting season, going from one event to another. If there's room to declutter your schedule during the holidays and that feels good for you, go for it. Now, going to events at Christmas can often mean Christmas outfits. The thing with Christmas themed clothing and accessories is that it's only useful for like one month of the year, which isn't very sustainable or minimalistic. So maybe try and hold back from buying Christmas specific clothing. What you can do if you want to dress for the occasion is dress in festive colours. Pull out that red dress you might own maybe. In Australia, Christmas is in summer, so things like floral and summery vibe clothes can be quite Christmassy. If you live somewhere else where Christmas is in winter, woolen sweaters are totally a Christmas vibe and you can keep wearing them way beyond Christmas. I reckon if you check your wardrobe, you probably have about five outfits that fit the bill. But if you want to add some new pieces to your wardrobe for Christmas events, then check out my Quitting Fast Fashion episode for ideas on getting a few new clothes sustainably. Alright, now we're getting into maybe the biggest waste and clutter creating parts of the silly season, and that is presents. Let's start with giving presents. Another side note fun fact, I grew up in a gift shop, kinda. My parents owned a gift shop that was in a Westfield shopping centre and I worked there from when I was like 12 till after I finished high school. Right in the thick of extended hours Christmas came and it was like maybe six times busy in the weeks leading up to Christmas than any other time of year. I witnessed people being so stressed about the gifts that they need to buy and others going crazy buying trolley loads of gifts. Before going into how to gift more sustainably and intentionally, let's go. Let's talk about how to approach changing the gift-giving culture in your family. If your extended family has their heart set on doing a gift exchange, then there's not a whole lot you can do about that. But your close family and kids, you can have conversations with them leading up to Christmas. With adults, you can lead a conversation and feel through how the other people are feeling about going light on gifts this year or maybe switching the gift exchange for something else cool, like maybe a fun family adventure or something. With your own children, changing the family culture around gift giving begins long before Christmas time, with your family culture around stuff in general. If you practice your own version of minimalism and have been doing a bunch of decluttering with your family, then it's going to be so much easier to endure then it's going to be so much easier to introduce the gift of going for less, more intentional gifts at Christmas. 
I know there's a popular like minimalist framework that I've heard some families work with, like the five rule Christmas, like want, need, wear, and read. I think that's four. Something that the kid wants, something they need, something they wear, and something for them to read. You can make up your own framework of how you want to do things so your kids know what to expect. You might tell them that they're going to get one really awesome thing and maybe a few more cool gifts too. Whatever works and feels good for your family, set the expectations and roll with it. Being intentional with gift giving is way easier when you start early to avoid the rush impulse buys last minute. Start by making a list of who you're going to give gifts to. You can use my Trello template to use the gift planner in there to do all this. Maybe note down a rough total budget for that person. Is it a $10 secret Santa? Is it $40? Do you have deep pockets and it's $440? In the Trello template, the gift planner is set out in a way where it turns into a checklist so you can really keep track of who you've bought gifts for and if they're wrapped or not. You can either brainstorm ideas of what gift you want to get these people for now or you can just leave it at that. When you are searching for a gift, think about the aspects of the environmental effect as well as how valued it will be by the receiver and or if it might end up adding clutter to their lives. On the environmental aspect, some things to think about are what is the material that it's made from? What is it packaged in? Do you think it was made ethically? Was it shipped from across the world? And what happens to it when it's finished being used? Is it destined for landfill? And does it create more waste? Like, for example, a coffee machine that only takes disposable pods? Or does it help reduce waste? For example, a reusable coffee cup? Or neither? Is it just, it is what it is. It doesn't create or save any waste. On the minimalist aspect, some things to consider are to try and give gifts that are unlikely to become clutter for the receiver. Think about what the lifestyle and real interests of the receiver are. Consider if the receiver is really particular with their preferences for this item. Like if someone has an interest in fashion, buying them clothes might not actually be a good idea because they might be a bit picky about what clothes that they actually really like. Think about whether the receiver already owns something similar to the item. Upgrades are fine because they could donate or sell their old thing, but duplicates can create clutter. And consider how much value will be added to the receiver's life with the item. Consider whether they'll have a spot for it in their home to put the gift. And when you consider all of that and the environmental aspect, you will have an awesome gift that is super sustainable and like beneficial to the person that's receiving it. And that's what having a joyful, sustainable Christmas is all about. Some ideas for sustainable clutter-reducing gifts are something that you know the receiver actually wants, consumable food or treats that you know that they like, gift cards because they can buy whatever they want with it, service vouchers like massage vouchers, treatment vouchers, Local car wash vouchers are really cool because that's like something that people probably might not do for themselves, but they'd really appreciate it if it was given to them as a gift. Tickets to shows, gold class movies, and any other sort of entertainment are great. Classes, adventure, or tour-based gifts. Something of higher quality to upgrade something that they use regularly. For example, a quality cooking pot. That's definitely better than whatever they're currently that's definitely better than whatever they're currently using. A subscription that matches their interests. 
can't go wrong with Audible, even if people don't actually like to read. Surely there's some type of book that they would like to listen to. An IOU for your time, babysitting for a date night is a great idea, and other quality things that everyone uses but people don't buy them in quality. For example, pens, water bottles, all these things that most people might be buying just like the cheapest random option because they need the thing. You can buy them like a nicer thing that they'll really appreciate and it's something that they actually really use. Living plants in a pretty pot is nice and edibles. Not the psychoactive kind, unless the gift receiver is into that kind of thing. I mean any nice pantry items. Now, what about receiving gifts? At the end of the day, you have no control over what other people gift you, but you can have an influence. When I was a little kid, I would take the catalogs that we got in the mail and, and I'd cut things out and create my own catalog as a wish list. As I got a little older, I would use Microsoft Paint or PowerPoint and take the online catalogs and do like a digital version. And as technology progressed, I eventually had clickable links. And you know what? I always got what I wanted for Christmas. Maybe not the most expensive thing that I want, but everything that I got was actually something that I'd already pointed out that I'd like. I recommend making a Pinterest board for the things that you actually use and love. And then when someone asks you if you want anything particular for Christmas, you can direct them to a wish list that you have online to get ideas from. Or if you're not that extra, just having a few ideas ready in your head so if someone asks you what you want for Christmas, you don't give them the not-so-helpful answer of, I can't think of anything in particular. Or, no, I don't, I don't, I don't need anything, I don't, I don't know. And if you do get a gift that you don't actually like, receive it with gratitude. And give it a chance in your life. Put it somewhere that you'll actually have the opportunity to use it. And if it still doesn't serve you, then... Don't feel guilty in donating it to be used by someone who actually does like it or selling it and just using the money for something that you do like. On to the next point, which is kind of like going back to the last point about giving gifts, and that is wrapping paper. Remember the statistics about how Australians alone use more than enough wrapping paper to tie a bow around the earth? Let's not be part of that statistic. The good news is that going low waste in gift wrapping can actually look a lot better too. You can do fabric wrapping, going to an op shop and getting scarves, tea towels and wrapping a bow around the presents. You can also use reusable options like gift boxes or you could repurpose newspaper or kids artwork as wrapping paper or you can do what I do and use brown paper which is both recyclable and compostable. I've had the same roll for years and I use it for birthdays and Christmas. You can get a ball of hessian string to tie a bow around it and add decorations from plants in your neighborhood too. Pinterest is loaded with inspiration for how you can make your brown paper gift wrapping look awesome. If you live in Brisbane, then this is a special announcement for you. I am actually launching a Christmas eco gift wrapping service. I'll put a link in the description of this podcast episode to the website page with all of the details. But it's a done-for-you mobile gift wrapping service that's using all compostable materials, wrapped in pretty twine and labels, and dehydrated orange slices as decorations. There's money going back to support the regeneration of the planet, and I'm even using tools that were handcrafted as a fundraiser for St Kilda Mums Charity. I'm just so in love with the service that I'll be offering in the month leading up to Christmas. And if you are in Brisbane, do go check it out. I'll have the link in the description for that too. Now, what about cards? I didn't mention the statistic at the start, but 1 billion Christmas cards end up in the bin each year. 
okay? So you shouldn't give out Christmas cards out of obligation. Who really feels joy when reading, Dear Steph, hope you have a happy holidays from old mate? No, no, that's really pointless. But if you want to give a more personalized message, you can actually do that in an eco-friendly way. You can recycle any old cardboard that you have. At my wedding, we actually told everyone not to buy us a card. If you want to give us a card, we would actually way prefer a message on the back of your Wheatbix box than a plastic coated card from the newsagents. And the cards that we received were so creative and cool. We even received a message in a glass bottle that we used for years after that. So with Christmas cards, you can get creative with DIYing them. Another awesome option is to buy seed paper. Another awesome option is to buy seed paper cards. They have seeds embedded in the paper. And then you just put it in soil with a thin layer of the soil over the top and keep watering it. And they'll sprout into flowers or herbs or even a tree. And if you want to send out a Christmas card with a yearly update from your family, I know some people do that, you can go digital or even a video card. Now my favorite part, food. Make that list of the events that you're hosting or going to, you can do that in the Trello planner and identify which of those ones you need to help cater for. Look at where the local farmer's markets near you are and leading up to Christmas, go and get enough ingredients for the dishes that you're going to make. And while you're there, get more food for the time you'll spend at home during the week. And while you're at it, pop it into your schedule to come back every week in the future and keep doing that. Farmer's markets are the best. Seriously, eating organic local food is one of the best lifestyle adjustments that you can make for your environmental impact. Try and make tasty plant-based food. And if you are using animal products, then get them from the farmer's market too. And ask the farmers questions. If you don't have access to a farmer's market, then you could also order an organic veggie box to be delivered. These are all the ideal situations, but if you are just left to go to a mainstream supermarket, then there's no judgment there either. And don't go overboard with how much you make. I heard someone else say that they try and make 10% less food than they expect to be eaten and they never run out. Most of us make more food than we expect to be eaten in fear of running out and then have more leftovers than can be eaten. Now for my last tip, making time for joy. My first tip was about reflecting on what Christmas means for you and what you like and don't like about Christmas. Once you've made a basic plan of what you're doing for Christmas and how to prepare for it all, make sure that you've got enough time for what brings you joy. If your favorite parts about Christmas is spending time by the pool or watching Christmas movies and listening to Christmas music while baking, make sure to leave room for that. If you get invited to a random gathering in the few days you have off, you've got plans by the pool with a margarita in hand listening to Michael Bublé. If any part of your plans don't feel good to you or your partner or your kids, it's okay to reevaluate and adapt so you don't get burnt out. So there are my tips all of my tips for having a more minimalistic and sustainable Christmas. Definitely download the ebook to see all this info visually and refer back to it and get the Trello template. To actually plan all this out efficiently and have an interactive list to get all the things that you need organized for however you are deciding to do Christmas this year. I'll be posting little bits and pieces on Instagram about having an eco Christmas. So make sure you're following me at sorted out sustainably is my Instagram handle. And you probably, even if you're not in Brisbane, might want to be following my eco gift wrapping. I'll put the link of 
my new account that I've made for the seasonal Christmas gift wrapping service because there'll be heaps more Christmas content on there than will be on my normal account. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have yourself a very merry, eco-minimalist, happy, joyful, abundant Christmas this year. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the entirety of this podcast episode. I love helping you create a life of more joy, more time, more sustainability, more simplicity, and more intentionality by inspiring you to live with less clutter, less stress, less mindless consumption, and less waste. I'm here to help, and if you click subscribe to this podcast, you should see a new episode about every week. I have a bunch of previous episodes that might help you, and a bunch more cooking. Be sure to follow me on Instagram where I like to have fun with Instagram reels and pop in to chat on stories sometimes too. I also have some free tools that you can check out on my website. There'll be a link to my free downloadables in the description of this podcast episode. And if you're interested in completely revolutionizing your relationship with stuff by decluttering your entire home, then I have a program for that too. It's called Cut Clutter and Cultivate Joy. The waitlist for my whole house decluttering course is in the show notes of this episode, along with the freebies that I mentioned. I wish you the best day or night wherever you are. And if you're subscribed to the Sorted Out Sustainably podcast, I'll chat to you next week.